hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of movies with Giros. it's uh it's been a minute it's been over a year actually um as you can see i'm in a new home uh one that i will actually be moving out of pretty soon um yeah got a big boy job started getting real busy and then just kind of fell off but i'd like to get this started again uh, a buddy of mine Lonnie actually said something that resonated with me recently. He said something along the lines of, um, you know, keep up your hobbies because if you don't, you'll just be another cog in the machine. It's a little grim, um, but there's some truth to it. I think it's important to keep doing these sorts of things. And, um, you know, I felt an itch to dive back into my hobbies. So here we are. I, uh, this episode's probably going to be a little bit rougher on the edges because I'm getting back into the swing of things. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube right now, I will leave the link in the description for, um, all of the audio platforms. So if you want to just listen to it on Spotify or Apple podcasts, you can just go ahead and do it there. On the next episode, I will be getting my buddy Jimmy to join me to talk about the movies in the Conjuring universe. We decided that would be a good balance of content and humor. You know, it's it's hard to pick a topic for these podcasts because, you know, I could come on here and just talk about whatever comes to mind for 20, 30 minutes pretty easily. But to make a proper podcast an hour long, you can't really do it on just one movie, you know, unless it's a special movie or unless you have a lot of guests. And I'm sure this episode's going to be on the shorter side. It might be a little rough, but the important thing is I'm doing it again. So if you enjoy the series, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, please follow me on whatever platform you're listening on right now. This episode is going to be revolved around my most anticipated films. I know it's a pretty simple topic, but I think there's some good stuff right on the horizon. You know, because of COVID, we we ended up being deprived of a lot of different movies. And because of that, I think the next year or two it's going to be slammed with tons of movies. And I know that for the remainder of 2021, Warner Brothers is doing their deal where if you have HBO Max, you can watch any of their movies the same day they drop in theaters on HBO Max. That's how I watched Godzilla vs. Kong. That's how I'll probably watch Space Jam. But we'll get to that. So here I just have a list pulled up of anticipated movies. I think this is just for 2021. But I kind of scrolled ahead to May. Um, I know we're in April, but, you know, there's nothing in April I really care about or know about. And this isn't to say that I don't know. Like, these are just films that I've heard about 
and I'm anticipating, those are the ones I'll focus on. Like, I know Mortal Kombat comes out this month at the end of the month. It looks fine, but, you know, I'm not excited for it. I, I've heard it from, from people that have seen the trailers that it looks fun. It looks graphic. Um, James Wan will be producing it, so he knows how to do something, I guess. I mean, he's been at the helm of Saw and at the helm of the Conjuring films for so long that clearly he's he's got some production skills, so we'll see how that turns out. But the film that I'm actually most anticipating, speaking of Saw, is Spiral. Spiral comes out at the end of May next month. Um, you know, the Saw franchise gets a lot of flack. I, I would really love to do an episode on the franchise, um, and that's actually been in the can for quite a while. I, uh, you know, I recently rewatched all of the, all of the films with my girlfriend. And by recently, I mean, like last October, not the most recent October, but the one before that around there, it was probably closer to the end of the year, but we sat down, we watched all eight of the films and I love them. You know, I think that they have this reputation of just being focused on the torture and the gore. And some of them certainly are. And I get that that's definitely the selling premise of the films. And I'm not going to pretend that that's not what the films are. And I'm not going to pretend that the films are deeper than they appear. Because they're not. They're silly films. Most of them are pretty bad. But I do think that a hand... I, I do think a few of them are genuinely great horror films and you know the bar for horror is so low that it's not really even saying that much to say that something is a great horror film you know the highest one i have is probably like a seven out of ten i don't think anything breaks above that but i think that i think that for most people you know they watched the saw films maybe once when they were in high school and it, they probably watched them with friends and they probably didn't really care or absorb the story elements of the films in any way and it's a shame because i think that the story elements are actually pretty good um there's some really interesting dynamics between jigsaw and the people that he hire hires to to work for him and there's some interesting like backstabbing and character development truly with some of those characters and at at certain points in the series it feels like they are trying to reflect character development in the traps themselves and then in other films, it seems like they're just doing whatever looks cool. But nonetheless, uh, I, I really, really enjoy these films. And for those of you that don't know, Spiral is the newest edition. Um, for those of you that didn't know, you know, a couple of years ago, probably it was probably closer to like four years ago at this point, they put out a film called Jigsaw that was like a soft sequel reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was garbage. It was one of the worst of the entire series. It rivals Saw 7, which is the final Saw movie. 
that movie's garbage as well but jigsaw was pretty bad it it was a lot more campy um it, it relied more on breaking the tension through humor and quirky characters and it, there really wasn't a lot of gore I, I would say it's on par with like most horror movies in terms of gore that you would see at like a theater it, it seems like some executives wanted to uh get the franchise going again and they realized that the whole ultra gory thing was a bad look from a pr standpoint so they kind of soft rebooted it into this typical horror movie you know where it's campy and funny and quirky and sometimes people get hurt but not in a way that's too graphic um and then on top of that the story just didn't make sense it was just all around a pretty pretty bad movie um spiral is starring chris rock and samuel jackson which immediately makes the movie watchable in my opinion um if it was a comedy movie i wouldn't be saying that if it was like just a comedy movie starring chris rock and samuel jackson whatever you know maybe i'll watch it but because it's a dramatic horror movie starring those two i think it immediately becomes watchable um and i know that chris rock has some sort of like production hand in it i actually was under the impression that he was directing it this says otherwise but i do know that he has a hand in the production somehow and from the trailers that i've watched it seems like it's going to be really close to the film seven with uh brad pitt and morgan freeman um it looks like it's going to be you know, and it's interesting that I say that because when you go back and rewatch Seven and you rewatch Saw, they're very similar because, and I, I want to say Seven came first, but it's that like greenish, bluish, overly dramatic cop drama, but in like a movie form. If you've seen those movies, you know what I mean. It's like a very specific, like grungy feel that Seven started or at least was the first one that i know of and then saw came out and it pretty much emulated that style exactly and then as the saw franchise progressed it became more and more stylized and more and more like just it really dug into that like grungy feeling spiral seems similar to seven um it's about a copycat killer so those that have seen the soft films you know that i think jigsaw dies in the third movie and the rest of the films are for those of, I, so saw three and four take place simultaneously and then uh, and those are like immediately um following his death or i want to say he dies at the end of three slash four and then five six seven all take place after he died and all of those were like half planned by jigsaw half planned by his the predecessors that he brought on board so this is this movie spiral is going to be following a copycat killer which i think is a great way to do it jigsaw the movie jigsaw that came out a couple years ago that movie tried to do this thing where it was like part of it actually took place way back when jigsaw first started and part of it took place after and it was trying to like inject itself into the timeline in a way that 
really felt offensive to people that enjoy the storyline how it is it kind of retconned some things in a weird way um this is the way to do it, it takes place later it's a copycat killer and it, it makes sense in the context of of the world because if something like this happened it's plausible that there would be a copycat killer and <clears throat> when you have a copycat killer you you have a little bit more freedom in terms of like the code of ethics and all that sort of thing so I hope that they maintain um, the vibe, which was destroyed after Saw 6. Everything that came after that, the vi- the, the tone was just thrown away. Um, I hope that I hope that the traps are disgusting, and I hope that there's a lot of them, unlike Jigsaw. And I have you know I have faith that it's going to be a decent movie. You know, if you like the franchise, you're probably going to enjoy this. Or maybe it's pure trash like Jigsaw was. We'll have to wait and see. The next film on this list that I am interested in seeing is Army of the Dead. Um, I actually have an interesting an interesting like connection to this film. So Army of the Dead will be directed by Zack Snyder who did Justice League he recently did the Snyder Cut just came out he did you know Batman vs Superman Man of Steel he did you know various DC films he did Watchmen way back in the day which is actually my favorite film of his he did 300 which I never saw but was memed to death this is his new film stepping away from the superhero stuff it's called army of the dead and it is about i think the basic plot line is there's a zombie outbreak in las vegas and it it's contained to las vegas so it's not spreading everywhere and this group of mercenaries teams up to heist a casino within the quarantine so it's like a zombie heist movie full of action i think it's probably going to be full of comedy you've got dave batista in it now funny story is there used to be this comedian named uh chris delia i don't know why i forgot his name he pretty funny guy he was blowing up on the comedy scene a few years ago he had this dream of being a action star and a few years ago i i was really into him and my girlfriend bought me birthday tickets in my birthday's in july bought me tickets to see his show in chicago and as the date was approaching he ended up pushing back the show all the way to december 31st so that he could go film this movie army of the dead And he filmed everything he needed to. The movie was in, I think it was in like, you know, production, post-production, whatever you call it, after filming. And around that time, he was accused of um, sexually assaulting young women, you know, 18-year-olds. There was accusations of him sexually assaulting women younger than that. I'm not going to get into all that. But the point is that 
when all of that happened, they decided to completely cut him out of the film and replace him with, I think it's this person, this Theo. Theo Rossi? Um, nope, that is a man. But they completely cut him out and replaced him with a woman, which is pretty wild that they reshot like all of his scenes you know he was a main character i mean i don't know how much of a you know i think it's a pretty big group of of mercenaries but nonetheless any shot with crystalia in it they reshot it i'm interested to see how that affects the film i'm interested to see if they have to adjust shots to to make it work because it's really difficult to get an ensemble cast together to do so many reshoots um but yeah, it's just funny that this comedy show that I had to wait an extra, you know, five months to go see or whatever for this film, uh, and then he got cut out of the film altogether. So all of that aside, I think it's going to be a, a perfectly watchable movie. Um, it'll probably be fun. Zack Snyder's pretty hit or miss. Uh, you know, it comes down to the writing, and I don't know who writes who's writing this, but how bad could it be, right? We'll see. Next up, uh, May 28th, is Cruella. For those of you that don't know, they are making a Cruella DeVille origin story. Sounds so stupid to say out loud. Starring Emma Stone. So the only reason anyone really cares is because Emma Stone is playing Cruella DeVille. Um, this movie's dropping on Disney Plus on May 28th. Uh, if you have like the premiere, you know, pay 30 bucks to see this movie. And, you know, I guess it, like this says, it falls in the vein of Maleficent. You know, they're taking this bad guy and they're doing an origin story. And it, I don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't care at all. I mean, all of these live action Disney films have been pretty garbage. So I wouldn't care at all if Emma Stone wasn't in it. She's one of my favorite actors because she's been in some of my favorite movies i think that she's got a lot of charisma and she can probably i think she'll carry the role just fine the problem is that in 101 dalmatians cruella is a is i mean her evil is in her name you know what i mean and her whole character is that she wants to skin puppies for clothes like, she has no redeeming qualities at all. And so, you know, when you, when, if Disney, Disney is going to make an origin story, you know, anytime you make a story, you can make a story with an evil protagonist and still make it interesting. But at some point, you have to develop sympathy for the character in some way some form of empathy has to be developed to make it a decent film and so to take a character who was originally just simply the embodiment of evil and then try to add depth to that um it feels like you're trying to justify skinning puppies um you know people almost compare this to the joker film that just came out with Joaquin Phoenix because it seems like they're going to kind of take that like 
from the trailers it seems like they're gonna take the route of society forced her to become this way to be successful and so they're gonna blame everyone around her which i don't love you know i think in joker it worked enough to be a good movie um mostly because of joaquin's acting though because from a writing standpoint and from a morality standpoint we enter gray water when gray territory murky water when we start telling stories about um you know it's not truly your fault because society made you this way it it scuffs right on the edge of incel territory it scuffs also on the edge of the other side which is you know sjw territory one thing that both of these extreme groups have in common is they want to reject responsibility for their actions they want to say that you know it's someone else's fault that i was I, that i was pushed to be extreme and it you know it's a dangerous message to play with because you might be giving someone an excuse to not improve themselves and i understand that this you know i and and let me be clear i'm i'm saying it's skirting on being dangerous because there is a story to tell there is truth to the fact that at least i believe we are mostly nurture over nature i do believe that everyone is born with a blank slate and you turn into a specific person based on the things that are around you but that only goes so far, I think. I think that once you become a certain age, most people have the ability to start identifying which aspects of their character they need to improve upon. Some people don't have that luxury. Like I said, there is a story to tell here. There is a, there there are plenty of stories about people with good intentions that got put into the wrong scenarios and it made them a worse person because of it. Um it's just, you know, if this was being put out by A24, I would say yeah, it's probably going to be pretty dang good. But it's not. It's being put out by Disney. Let's keep that in mind. It's going to be a whatever movie, and it, I don't really see how they're going to make it work, because the problem is, you know, the good thing about Joker is you never really see Joker do anything that bad in the movie. I mean, yeah, he, he kills some guys, so let me not say that. He does commit murder several times throughout the film, but I don't know. Something about knowing that she becomes this person that just wants to skin innocent puppies um, makes it hard to imagine that Disney's going to pull off the nuance of uh, of such a character. Probably not going to be very good. It's a shame for Emma. Next up, also at the end of May, same day, 28? Yeah, same day. Quiet Place Part 2. Um, I thought the first one was fine. Wasn't that impressed. I think it was a movie hyped on premise alone. 
it's a cool idea it's a cool premise john krasinski is is a very good actor in it he directed it just fine but the second half of the movie is boring as shit the ending is completely garbage and um that's par for the course for most horror movies and his is none different his just has a slightly more unique premise that um as the film goes on you realize that it just doesn't make sense there's there's enough preparation to make it there's enough world building to make it interesting but then when you add that it makes other aspects of the film make no sense at all and yeah i don't know overall a disappointing film in my opinion and i think the sequel will be garbage i really do i know that um I know that they're going to do a lot of flashbacks and probably start to tell like some world building stuff of like what like how did they get to that place how did the armageddon happen you know how did these alien creatures come to be but i don't care about any of that i mean every sequels period are bad okay if anything the third movie is typically better than the second and the second is usually garbage and well, not garbage, but for horror movies, yeah. I, I a horror a horror movie sequel already is at a disadvantage. So, you know, I think Emily Blunt is super hit or miss. I think she's just okay in most things, and she's the primary character in the sequel. I I have no interest in seeing this. I really don't. So I'll move on. Um, June fourth, we're supposed to get. Um, the next Conjuring film, uh, not one of these spinoffs, not The Nun, not La Llorona, not Annabelle, um, none of those. We're supposed to get The Conjuring Part 3. I will say it seems like The Conjuring films are the strongest of the series. Uh, you know, 1 and 2 are both pretty good movies, and the rest are whatever. So... I don't know. I'm slightly optimistic that this will be okay, but you know, it I don't I don't even know if James Wan is attached to it. If he is attached to it, maybe it'll be okay. Um I'm crossing my fingers. We'll just have to see, right? Next up, um we're getting Fast and the Furious number 9. Um John Cena's in this one. He's been popping up a lot more in cinema. I know he's in the Justice League. I'm sorry. He's in the Suicide Squad film that's coming out soon. Um, these films are fun. They're very in line with Mission Impossible where, you know, you're not going to these films to see anything revolutionary story-wise. You know, you're going for an okay plot with, you know, four good set pieces and really good action and you know i feel like when a film franchise knows exactly what it is it can do exactly what it needs to to appeal to the niche audience that's going to see it and uh yeah i'm sure this will be fine you know i i think this probably has a little bit more of an overarching story than the mission impossible films you know mission impossible every single film is just tom cruise is disavowed that's every movie this one i know has a little bit more of like i I don't think it's a good story but 
I think it probably has a little bit more going on. If theaters are back open June 25th and when this movie comes out, and if I'm vaccinated, I will probably go see it with some friends. I think it'll be a really stupid, fun movie to go see. And as I've gotten older, I've appreciated films like this more. You got to tune out the bad stuff and enjoy what it is. And uh, I don't think it's going to be great by any standard, but I think it'll be fun to watch, whatever that means. Um, They're putting on another Top Gun movie after 31 years. I heard that Tom Cruise is piloting a jet in real life to get some of this footage. You know, I I know that he piloted a helicopter for the last Mission Impossible film, so... uh, you know, that's what he does. He's all about doing his own stunts. So this doesn't surprise me at all. But um, I'm not excited for it. I never saw the first one. So, I, you know, Top Gun doesn't really interest me. I think it'll probably be just okay. I think that... with I, I actually like Tom Cruise as an actor. I think he's pretty good at what he does. But, you know, when you've got Mission Impossible out there, it's like, why am I going to watch Jack Reacher? If Mission Impossible exists. You know what I mean? So this falls in that same whatever category. Um, Black Widow is finally coming out in July 9th, 2021. It was supposed to come out in November of 2020. I can't imagine what they had to do to juggle things behind the scenes and make this work. Um, They pretty much ended Marvel back in... 2019 you know endgame came out and then far from home the spider-man movie came out in july 2019 and we haven't had a marvel movie since then um we got the marvel shows earlier this year we got uh wandavision which i think the first half of it was pretty strong and it petered out towards the end but it was still good And right now they're airing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're like three episodes deep. And I'm caught up on that. And that's also pretty good. But. You know. The reason that these movies work. Is because they have this giant. Projected. Order. Of how things are supposed to unfold. And so when you push a movie back further and further and further, I can't imagine what else they had to adjust behind the scenes to make sure everything unfolds in the correct order. Now, granted, this is a prequel origin story type of thing, so I'm sure they had a lot more wiggle room than if this was supposed to be like The Eternals, which is coming out. You know, it's not a sequel. So they have that going for them. But, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't want to drop this in the, in uh, on Disney Plus back in November or any time since then. They wanted to, I'm sure they want to make the money of the theatrical release. And this is supposed to be their big push back into the theaters for Marvel movies. And they probably know that in July when stuff is opened up, you know, people are going to go see this and i think you know i can feel it and i've heard it from other people marvel isn't as big as it used to be the mcu isn't as big i mean it died two years ago and 
even the Spider-Man movie no one really wanted to see. So it's going to take a lot for people to care, and I don't think this is going to be the film that makes people care. Um, you know, Black Widow deserves a decent film because she's always been a character that has been pushed aside in the in the in the series. So I hope it's a good movie. I just don't think anyone's going to care. I don't. I know that that guy from Stranger Things, the cop, is in it as like a Russian Captain America type dude. You know, I'm sure it'll be fine. The action will be decent, but whatever. You know what I mean? I, I'm more interested to see or hear if this affected other things behind the scenes. You know, I can't remember the exact details, but I remember there was either a Guardians movie or maybe it was a Thor movie where because of some release date issue, they had to like switch a story element from one movie to another. And it, that just goes to show how dedicated they are to making things unfold correctly. So we'll see if any of that stuff kind of happened here. Um... July 2021, we've got another Purge movie. Who cares? I saw the first one and maybe one other one. I think these movies are garbage, pro mostly, so whatever. I guess they're putting out another Cinder Cinderella movie. Never heard of it. Um, Space Jam. I still haven't seen this trailer, but it looks like it's just the new version of Ready Player One, where there's like a billion characters in it. There's like Clockwork... The characters from like Clockwork Orange are in it, and... A bunch of random stuff like they're just throwing characters on the screen with lebron james i'm probably gonna watch it i think it's probably gonna be decent and it's coming out on hbo max so you know i'll definitely see it but um it's probably gonna be really gimmicky and it's gonna be bizarre i'm actually really interested to see how it pans out so i'm definitely gonna watch that in july when it drops um I haven't heard of any of this. Oh, Jungle Cruise. One of, like, the least in-depth storylines of all of the... Like, they keep... If you if you didn't know, a lot of the times, Disney rides come... Like, when you go to Disney World, there's all these different attractions, these rides. And then they make a movie based on the ride. So, like, Pirates of the Caribbean was... It was an attraction first, and then they made the movie. Haunted Mansion was an attraction first, then they made the movie. Jungle Cruise is an attraction where you just get in a boat and you go around a track and there's like a tour guide that shows you some funny stuff that's happening around. You know, they'll be like, oh, there's some, you know, native people over there. And oh, there's a hippo. And and it's it's funny, like the the person announcing it. It gets to improv a little bit, um, which they're actually changing. It's I think it's going to be automated soon, which kind of sucks. But The Rock is in pretty mediocre films. Emily Blunt is in pretty mediocre films. And it's going to be a mediocre movie. There's there's not a whole lot else to say. Um, and, le and let me just also be clear. I think there's probably a ton of other films on this list that I'm scrolling past that are much better better than the films that i'm talking about i just haven't heard of them so i can't really give my opinion on them um the suicide squad i think this is going to be better than the original uh james gunn for those of you that don't know he made the first two guardians films 
then he got fired for make he got fired from Disney for making tweets like 10 years ago that were really off color while he was fired he went over to dc and he said listen i will help you remake suicide squad because the original bombed so hard and then after he got hired to do that with dc marvel went back on their word and rehired him for guardians of the galaxy 3 because there was such an upcry over him getting fired pretty wild to think about in in retrospect because i think that's like the only time i can think of where someone got fired for making like off-color tweets and then got rehired like especially from disney for them to go back on it uh, pretty wild but um james gunn cashed in from both ends of the superhero spectrum um you got margot robbie back and a couple of other guys john cena's in this sylvester stallone voices a giant shark um if anyone can do an ensemble movie like this correctly it's going to be it's going to be james gunn you've also got idris elba nathan fillion and pete davidson um i think it's going to be a smash i really do i think i have confidence on this one just because it's james gunn and i don't think that the studio will interfere as much because of what happened the last time they did that so we'll see um free guy I feel like the trailer for this came out years ago. Um, it was supposed to come out in May. got pushed to August. Um, it's a movie about Ryan Reynolds. Well, not, not about it. He stars in it. But Ryan Reynolds is the same in everything. So I basically could say a movie about Ryan Reynolds. But he plays a guy that is an NPC in a video game. A non-playable character. He's just a little computer-generated guy in a video game that realizes he's in a video game and starts to do stuff that he's not supposed to do he teams up with some female gamer that's in the world um i think they develop a love interest and they start to do stuff to whatever free him or whatever it is but it's a comedy action movie it's over the top because it's simulated you know so they can kind of do whatever they want with it it'll be fine he shines in movies like this i'm sure it'll be whatever um Candyman comes out in August. High hopes for this. Um it's not directed by but it's produced by um the guy that did Get Out, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's great with this. You know, if you haven't seen the original Candyman, I'd recommend seeing it. It's just okay in my opinion. Um it's kind of old um but it plays on issues of race while also being a horror film it talks about it's basic Candyman is ba basically the african-american version of the boogeyman um and it, the movie kind of plays on concepts of um folklore and in turn touches on black culture um and so this is like a soft reboot. Takes it, It's being shot at the same place, uh, the University of Illinois in Chicago. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think if Jordan Peele, you know, puts his spin into it, it's going to be great. He's really, really good at combining those two concepts. And I think he'll do it. I think he can do it better than the original did it. The, I don't think the original really nailed it. 
Um, the horror elements were garbage in that movie, so it was kind of this weird, didn't know what it wanted to be type deal. I think this could be good. I would I would keep your eye out for this one. Um, September, we're getting another MCU film. It is an Asian, the first Asian-led film. Um, it's based on Shang, it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is going to be the next MCU film after Black Widow. Um, I don't know anything about this story, so I can't tell you if I, I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know anything about it. Kevin Feige's producing it. It's being directed by Destin Daniel Cretton who did a bunch of stuff you've never heard of. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. Again, it's like, is this going to be the film that gets people back into MCU? Or are they just putting this out first because it's Asian-led? There's nothing wrong with being putting it out because it's Asian-led, but they're putting out the woman film. They're putting out the Asian film. Let's hope that simultaneously... They're great MCU world builders and not just fluff for people to, you know, are they just putting these out now because people, I, I don't know. I don't know what their strategy is, but I don't think it's going to be garbage or bad even. I, I don't think any of the MCU, I mean, there's like a, a few MCU films that are really bad, but most of them aren't. So I'm sure these will be good. Um, the next boss baby, probably going to be a 10 out of 10. Um, the next Venom movie is going to be coming out. Andy Serkis is directing it, which is bizarre. He's always just been like the character actor. So I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, I don't know if he has other produ producing experience, but Tom Hardy's going to be in it again, obviously as Venom. Uh, Woody Harrelson is going to be in it as Carnage, which I don't think Woody Harrelson fits that role, but what do I know? He could play like a creepy spin on it. Um, all the way back when Sam Raimi was doing his Tobey Maguire movies, there was supposed to be a Carnage film in Spider-Man 4. So we've never seen Carnage on the big screen. I've always heard he's a good character, very evil and sadistic. So um, hopefully this is good. I've still never seen the original Venom, but I heard it was watchable. Um, and I think Spider-Man is going is gonna to show up in it. I think this is going to be one of the few films where... I think Sony reached a deal with Marvel that allowed them to shove Spider-Man into a couple of their own films. So I think we're going to see Tom Holland pop up in this one or two times. Maybe. I don't know. Um, in October, we're getting Dune. I think this is going to be film of the year. It is um, 30 years ago. David Lynch tried to do it. It didn't work. Um, Dune is this really thick sci-fi book about politics in a futuristic society that spans across the galaxy um it's dark and sophisticated um it's starring timothy chalamet josh brolin oscar isaac jason momoa dave bautista and zendaya it is directed by one of my favorite directors of all time denny villeneuve he is the king of suspense watch any of his movies they're full of thick suspense um 
and he's the guy that made the last Blade Runner movie, the reboot type deal. So he knows what he's doing. I think he's grabbing like the music guys from that film and like the language guys from Game of Thrones, and I, he's he's getting all the best people to to replicate to do it again. Blade Runner 2049 was an awesome film. He's going to do it again with this film. I think it's going to be super long. Um, Timothy Chalamet, I'm a really big fan of his at the moment. And I love, oh, Javier Bardem is in this as well. Sorry, I left him out. I mean, I love all of the actors in this film. They're all great character actors. So I have super high hopes for this. It is dropping on HBO Max the same day that it comes out in theaters, but this is a film that I want to see on the big screen. I think sci-fi movies work better on the big screen, so um, I'm hyped to see this one for sure. Definitely going to go see it. Um, you can tell I'm excited about it. Um, I'm reading the book at the moment, but it's really thick. Um it's a great book so far it really is and it's funny i keep visualizing the actors as the characters already because i know the casting um but yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to this one it's i don't think it's going to be for everyone just like blade runner 2049 wasn't it's going to be very visual and long and slow um but i think it's going to be really good so i would look out for this one for sure oh boy morbius with Jared Leto. Um, I actually want, I wanted to talk about Jared Leto, maybe do an episode about him because he's had an interesting career. I just saw Dallas Buyers Club, which is easily his best role besides maybe Requiem for a Dream. And everything other than that has been so scattered and hit or miss. You know, we talked about Suicide Squad earlier. The OG was garbage. He was really bad in it as Joker. Um, in the new Justice League Snyder cut, he was better, but he had literally one scene, so who's to say? Um, Morbius is about a man that turns himself into like a half bat. Not Batman, but like more like a man bat, if that makes sense. It looks terrible. I mean, none of these like Sony Spider-Man spinoff films have been any good. This is a Spider-Man villain. Again... I'm assuming that Tom Holland slash Spider-Man will make like a small cameo, but this is going to be garbage. It's been pushed back well over. It was originally supposed to come out in October 2020. Oh no, it was supposed to come out in March of 2021 and it keeps getting pushed. Um, March 19th. I don't even think that was the original date. I think that's just the last one it was at. So it keeps getting pushed back. This is going to be garbage, but I might watch it just for fun. Um, no Time to Die. Very interested to see this. I did not know it was being directed by the guy that made True Detective, so that interests me. It is the last film starring Daniel Craig as 007. So that makes my ears perk up a little bit, because typically when it's the last of something, the finale, they can do some more interesting stuff. Um, I don't love this series. I don't love any of the James Bond's films. I think Casino Royale is good, and I think Skyfall is good up until the last third. Um, yeah, I, I've never been super into this series, but I love Rami Malek, and he's the bad guy in this. So I'm interested to see how that turns out, because um, I really, really love him. I loved Mr. Robot, so... 
I'm cautiously optimistic for this movie. Again, it kept it got pushed a billion times because of COVID. So I know they tried to sell it for like I want to say it was like two hundred like kajillion dollars to like Netflix or something, and everyone turned them down because the number was too big. Um, so it's coming out in theaters in October. Um, they're making another Halloween film at the end of October. We'll see. Um, last one they made was just okay. Jamie Lee Curtis was really bad in it. I I think this will be fine. You know, you can tell the director in the in the last one that came out. You can tell the director really cared, and wanted to make it good. Unlike the crappy billion sequels we've seen before, you can tell that there are people working on this that want to make it good and true to the to the story of michael myers so and and i remember the kill scenes were really good there's one scene in particular that took place in a bathroom in the last movie that was really engaging but whatever you know what i mean it's like i said earlier it's a horror movie sequel these are rarely good so not high hopes um Kurt Russell is going to be in some movie called Antlers. I've kind of heard about this. I think it's supposed to be like a weird, nightmarish horror movie. I've heard decent things about this. I'd keep your eye out for that one. Um, Eternals is supposed to come out in November. That is that is the movie that's supposed to get people excited about MCU. That's the one. It's Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, um, Kumal Nanjani. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, Kit Harington, who who played Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, and then the guy that played um, Rob Stark in Game of Thrones is also in it. So you've got this star-studded cast, and it's supposed to be like really the 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 propelling force for this next phase of Marvel. It comes down to Eternals, and it's about it's it's basically a new team of Avengers. Um, I think their powers are very similar. I don't know a lot about it, to be completely honest with you, but I think they're all very godlike. So this group of people get extraordinary abilities, and I, they're probably going to introduce the new big bad guy. It's probably going to be some guy that destroys galaxies or something, because they're really leaning into the cosmic side of things again, um, and they're going big with it. It could be really hit or miss. I think it could lean into like the early 2000s, like campy, too out there superhero stuff. So I'm hoping that's not the case, but this is the movie that is going to make or break the universe moving forward. This is the one that needs to be good. So I think they know that. Hopefully it's good. We'll have to see. Um, the next Ghostbusters movie with Paul Rudd. It's kind of funny that they put out the Ghostbusters all-female cast film that got a bunch of flack, but they stuck to their guns on it. And then now they're doing another Ghostbusters reboot starring like a group of kids, including the Stranger Things kid. Um, and I think it's all dudes. I don't even think there's a... F there might be one female on the cast, but I don't know. And it's like another reboot. And I think it's probably going to be more in line with the originals. I think they're going to try to capitalize on the child nostalgia vibes like they should have done originally. 
Um, whatever. Uh, this will be whatever, right? It, it can't be that bad. Um, the new Mission Impossible, I don't know anything about it, but I will watch all of them. The stunts are always great. The writing is whatever. Tom Cruise is good. The last two were certified fresh. I think this will be good. I, I like the movies. I think the last Mission Impossible was like incredible fallout really great so whatever i'll definitely go see it um a new resident evil film probably going to be garbage a new west side story with steven spielberg and ansel elgort he was the kid from baby driver um might be good i don't know i think they're gonna do like a um it's not gonna be like a play it's gonna be more like the romeo and juliet movie that came out where it's like uh it's like a real movie but it's a musical it could be good hopefully it is I, it would be cool to have another addition to the west side story saga and do something that is actually a good sequel not sequel but like a cin cinematic retelling um the new spider-man movie this is the one everyone is hyped about uh everyone's coming back for it like jamie fox is in it and he was the guy that did um Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. You've got the OG Doc Ock coming back to do his role. Um, there's there's rumors that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone from their universe is going to be in it. There's rumors that that um, what's his name Sam Raimi's guy is going to be in it. I can't why can't Tobey Maguire um, and Doctor Strange is going to be in it. So there's there's rumors circulating that they're going to do a multiverse thing. Doctor Strange's sequel is going to be all about the multiverse. It's in it's in the title of his movie. So the theory is that they're going to tease the multiverse in this movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what a what how big of a role it's going to play, but this is the film that's going to really tee off the multiverse. And I'm also curious if this is the film that will start phasing out Spider-Man because I am worried that Marvel doesn't want to do their Sony deal anymore. And I know that this is the last film on the books for Tom Holland. So we'll see if they re-sign him to be in more films. I hope they do. But um, I'm more interested in this movie than anything else because I love Spider-Man and I want to see what they do with the multiverse. So there's that. Um, they're making a Kingsman sequel. I think it's a prequel. Um, I like the series. I thought the second one was kind of bad, but this is like a spin-off-ish film. Um, whatever. We'll see. I like the action and the vibe of those, but the, the second one was meh. The Matrix 4... Man, I hope it's good. You know, Matrix 2 and 3 are garbage. Matrix 1 still holds up to this day. So there's such a such a gap between the quality in those three films. I like, you know, I like Keanu. But the question is, can they tell a story that people care about and isn't too heady? Um, they got really caught up in philosophy in the original trilogy. And it just, they didn't pull it off. If they can make some good action... And if they can, um, I don't know, if they can tell a decent story, but I kind of feel like this series is tapped out and this is a cash grab. Um, Sherlock Holmes 3 with Robert Downey Jr. Didn't even know this was coming out, but I like the first one. Pretty much all I got on that. 
and then um, a bunch of random stuff that was supposed to come out, and we don't know if it will. And Bob's Burgers movie is apparently coming out. Um, oh, The French Dispatch. I really want to see this. It was supposed to come out in October of last year, but it's been indefinitely delayed. Wes Anderson is so great. I've been waiting for this. It was supposed to come out in October of last year. Um, it's TBD. I love Wes Anderson. I, I didn't realize how much I loved him until recently, actually. I just recently watched um, Moonrise Kingdom, which was pretty good. Before that, I saw Royal Tenenbaums, which was phenomenal. Everything he touches turns to gold. Wes Anderson is a minimum hard 7 out of 10, no matter what it is. I love his direction. My girlfriend loves his direction. His color palette, his writing the 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 snappy and bluntness of the characters and the dialogue is so on point i love timothy chalamet he is in this first time in a wes anderson film i talked about earlier that i love him i am so excited for this movie timothy chalamet francis mcdormand tilda swinton leah sado benicio del toro uh, Sarah Z. Ronan, don't know who that is, Bill Murray, Jeffrey Wright, Owen Wilson. I mean, the cast is always stacked, as usual, in a Wes Anderson film. I know some of it's black and white. I, I don't even care. I don't care what it is. I will watch it. I think it's going to be awesome, and I hope that it comes out soon. Um, the press release calls it a love letter to journalists. I am ecstatic for this. It is in my top three most anticipated, along with Dune. I, I highly recommend everyone out there goes and watches the Wes Anderson series. Um, Escape Room 2, whatever, Wicked, whatever, and Pinocchio, whatever. So that's it. It is significantly darker since when I started recording, um, but we made it through 2021. So yeah, that's it. Those are all the films in 2021 that I've heard of that are coming out. I am looking forward to some of them as you can tell and other ones are just going to be whatever like every year kind of a wash this year in terms of uh or at least last year was a wash i guess i don't know because of covid everything's been messed up is what i'm trying to say um thank you for listening or watching i really hope that you enjoy this series i hope that i have some people that are at least kind of curious about what i put out next but at the end of the day i'm doing this for me because I really love doing it, and I hope that that comes across uh, in these podcasts. Um, like I said, my buddy Jimmy's going to join me in a very uh, soon-to-be-recorded episode about the Conjuring universe. Until then, please, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars. It takes one tap. Follow me on whatever platform you want to, and it, please stay tuned to see what comes up next. Thanks for watching, everybody. Peace.